amplified impact for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs turning their gifts into assets. This is a space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones who you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives. I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside. Hello, I'm so excited to be back and recording another episode for you. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Kim Miller, and she is living in Tulum, Mexico, which is so exciting because this is on my vision board for my next retreat, and I had no idea. Uh, I crossed her path on that special tiny little app that we have, Instagram, and just absolutely loved her vibe. She is all about ditching the hustle and expanding wealth consciousness, which I think is something that most people in the world are calling in right now because to really thrive in a world and enjoy money at the same time seems like this new paradigm that we're creating. And I would love for you to introduce yourself to the community and let us know your take on what that means to you to expand wealth consciousness. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, when I came across your profile, Amber, I was like, I'm sure I have known this woman for a while. You know, there's people you just feel like they've been your friend for ages. So yeah, thank you for showing up in the way that you do. And uh, yeah, for pronouncing my name correct. <laughs> Some people are like, is it Kimberly Mellons? I'm like, yeah, Kimberly Mellons. <laughs> oh, such, a, such a great introduction. Thank you so much. Yeah, ditching the hustle. Ditching the hustle, you know, we've been conditioned for so long to just keep going and going and going and strive for more, more, more. And then one day we'll be able to relax. But, you know, as we know, and I'm sure your listeners who tune into you in such a devotional way, because you're so bright and so, so, so embodied in, in what you teach and very, very magnetic. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure your your listeners will really be on the same page as this, that we're just ready to receive in a new way. We're ready to really feel rich and yes, the richness of money, but the richness of life, which so often is distracted by the constant strive for more. And yeah, more, more, more has always been a part of my life from a very young age. You know, I was a competitive swimmer, dancer, horse rider, did all the things and I got such a buzz out of winning and striving and like it became this obsession that I needed to have that external validation to feel that I was worthy and deserving because of course your mom celebrates you when you win an award and of course you're on you know the front of the local newspaper because you've done something great and that then becomes a drug and then you learn well I learned as I grew up that yeah, in order for me to feel loved, I, I have to be doing and striving and, and all the things. And then at the age of 13, I became a model. So someone stopped me on the street and was like, have you thought about being a model? And I was so freaking, I was like, 
what do you mean? <laughs> like it was, it was great being recognized for my performance, but then to be recognized for what I, what I looked like was a whole different ball game. So then I started this journey of being a model where again, it was external validation. It was now based on what I looked like. So I didn't have to necessarily hustle, but I just had to smile and look pretty. And so every single ounce of my self-worth was outsourced outside of me, what I looked like, what I did. And I didn't once stop to think, who am I? And when we do not know who we are, when we're not fully connected to our light and our heart and our soul, we become controllable by others. So all of my life, I've been controllable. I've been a people pleaser. I've overgiven. I've given so much money, so much time, and then felt so much resentment. And I'm pretty sure most people can resonate with that. And then I started to understand this boundaries thing and like, ah, okay, there's people out there that are talking about self-love and creating spaciousness and relaxing. And I was like, that's weird. Like I've never had that model before. You know, my mom was always working super hard, having two or three jobs, saw her sit down for maybe half an hour before she went to bed. So I just thought, yeah, you know, life is something that you just do. And then one day you can enjoy it. But I wasn't really seeing anyone around me that was enjoying their life fully. They seemed to be on this hamster wheel, go, 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 go constantly. So it was just the norm. And then, of course, the internet emerged. And there was just different examples of leaders who were living life a different way. So there was one way which was burn yourself to the ground and have four hours sleep and hustle your way there, which is a way to get there. You, you can do it that way. At what cost? Right. And then you've got the other way where people were talking about ease and play and pleasure. It's like, what? Like play is the last thing on my list. Like I need to do all of these things on my to-do list before I even think about relaxing. And I actually thought relaxing was lazy. <laughs> Something that people didn't couldn't be asked. So yeah, my journey has just been very much about external validation, approval, self-will. And ultimately it drove me to depletion and burnout. And at 28 years old, I woke up one day, I had it, had it all externally, right? My life looked perfect. I had a penthouse apartment in the city center of Leeds, a great relationship, a full wardrobe, party lifestyle, going out every weekend. Everyone knew my name. Like I was so popular. I was like, shit, I don't really think I'm happy. <laughs> And as we know, 28 is usually the time when you uh, do your old Saturn return. The life kicks you in the ass. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I started my entrepreneurial journey and was opened up to a whole world of personal development and personal growth. And I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. But I was still applying that same will and effort and hustle to, to my business. And, you know, I was successful. So of course, when you're successful with what you're doing, you think, well, I need to obviously do this to be successful. And then in 2016, my mom suddenly passed away. Mm. Very sudden, she was 66. And I was like, what the fuck? Sorry, I'm swearing, but <laughs> I'm authentically expressing myself. I was like, shit. And that's when I really dived into the spirituality side of development, the the ethereal world that you can't see, but we kind of know is there. But when you're so in the ego, so in the mind, it's really hard to connect with that part of yourself. 
So in that spaciousness and that grief, I really felt this unlock of consciousness within my body. It's like, what happens after you die? And there must be more to life than this. And yeah, so that was mm, six, seven years ago now. So there's been a whole a whole journey since. But I don't know if you want to unpack any of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm just holding you in, you know, the loss of your mom and, and the pressure mm. that gets put on to you, like, as a child to show up and prove. And I think that that can happen in two ways. It's like to be the best and do good or, you know, other people, they end up doing bad things to get attention. And it's like this conditioning of, like, how can I get my parents' attention? And it's like, I just want to make them proud. I just want to make them happy. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, they go to the other spectrum and they start causing problems and doing things to get in trouble so that they can get attention. And it's just like this child wound of being seen and recognized and being loved by our parents. And then, you know, to go through the modeling industry and all the pressure that's put on and the psychological abuse that happens there and that showing up to prove and be enough and being a number and being a size and like that conditioning. And I think a lot of what you spoke to is just society's belief that the more that you do, the more successful you are, the smaller that you are, the more that you're seen, you know, these, these arbitrary numbers that are thrown out. And then I know when I moved to Costa Rica, I was like, I'm going to go slow down the Pura Vida. And I brought myself with me. And one day I just got slapped in the face when someone asked me like, Amber, what do you do with all your money? And I was like, oh, my dad died at 52, saving his way to live his life after he retired. And I was like, I'm doing the same thing. It doesn't matter that I'm living in the sloth country if I'm still conditioned by what I saw my dad do, work 90 hours a week, even after he was diagnosed with cancer, even after he healed. And so I think like how that then comes into an entrepreneur mindset of like, okay, freedom, we can work anytime we want. And then all of a sudden we're like bending over backwards, taking client calls at any time, showing up at like crazy hours, like chasing the number, chasing the client. And then it's like, oh, like that came with me here in the entrepreneur. And that's why I loved your account of like to ditch the hustle because there is this like, how can I show up and take action, but not from a place of like, I have to do in order to be successful. And I think you and I are so in alignment. There's a reason that like attract like and the energy and frequency, because I literally just made a reel yesterday that I went on a five month surf trip last year. I traveled to Mexico twice with my baby and my sister and her baby. I spent the holidays and Christmas and I three X my revenue last year. Like how does that happen? Unconditioning yourself to take time off. And that was so hard for me. So I'm curious for you and your, your mother relationship, your modeling, your entrepreneur journey, how and when did you make the shift? Like, how did you know, like, oh, I'm just bringing myself with me because I know like where it came up in my life and those shifts in mine. But like for anyone that's listening, that's like, oh, that's me. What do I do next? Like, how did you know? And then what did you do about it? Mm. that's such a great question wow I feel like I know so much more about you from your story so thank you I can see where I resonate for sure ah yeah and I love what you said there like you bring you with you doesn't matter where you are there you are you're everywhere that you go so yeah the the thing with the ego is the ego thinks it's running the show but actually it's the most tiniest part of our life that we over-identify with and it just becomes this controlling aspect of our life. And then before we know it, we're living a life that we're actually not in full alignment with. And 
so so to continue with the with the entrepreneurial so I, I started this online business which was like a huge portal of transformation for me it really opened me up to this other world of possibility and wow I don't have to trade time for money in a linear model there's an unlinear way that I could actually compound my money and have it work for me completely alien concept you know they don't teach money at school for a reason because they don't want people to be really wealthy <laughs> So I've had to learn all of this myself and how I've learned it is by making mistakes and my wish is for people to not have to get burned before they learn the lesson. It's to learn from orgasmic pleasure and just listen to podcasts like this and go, okay, yeah, noted. I'm not going to make that mistake. So the really important piece is, is having awareness of, of who we are. So along my journey, when my mom passed away, I really was starting to understand that like we're all so unique and we all have a sole purpose and who am I? And I realized that the reason I was so unhappy was because I was living a life that wasn't really in alignment with my soul and my truth and, and my values. So I really started to open up to like numerology and astrology and human design. And I was like, oh my God, thank God I've got permission to be me. You know, when a manifesting generator discovers that they can, they're supposed to do lots of different things and burn their energy out at the end of the day because they've just got so much to give. Like, it's like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. So like understanding ourselves is the most powerful thing that we can ever, ever do because when we are connected to ourselves, our soul, our light, we are not controllable. We say no to the thing that we used to say yes to. We do not allow social media to distract us away from really what we're truly here to do and be. So it's been a whole self-discovery journey. And that's where my Soul Digger podcast emerged in 2019 during COVID. <clears throat> I had always wanted to do a podcast, but I was like, so scared to like get my voice out there and like little people pleasing me, just wanting everyone to like me. But what if I said something that someone didn't agree with? And I was like, well, what if they do? It's, 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 of course, there's not everyone is going to agree with, with what you share and that's okay. And I started to really find my voice and speak my truth and own it and fully claim who I was. And my life started to shift and evolve. And that business that I was a part of for 10 years just wasn't aligned anymore. And I really desired to be a coach. And I wanted to talk about manifestation and like transformation and like really support people outside of my business. So I woke up one morning and I was like, I'm going to be a coach. The next week I had four clients and then had a sold out program. And then I had sold out retreats and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I loved it so much. And I still love coaching. What I found though was the place I was doing it from was still leading with my ego. Mm. You know, there is nothing wrong with having goals, but my goal was I want to have a million dollar year in my coaching business. And that was from a place of still trying to prove myself, still trying to seek validation. That, See, I am a great coach. I've just had a million dollar year in my business, which again is, is technically about me being the guru and what happened was I, I I had like just an incredible incredible six months in business as it's six figures in six months and then I spent six figures in six months on coaches and retreats which again is all perfect and you know investing in yourself is so powerful 
And then I found myself not being able to afford to buy almond milk. <laughs> it was such a crazy, like, duality moment where one minute I was handing 30 grand over to a coach, the next minute I was literally in tears because one of my housemates stole my almond milk out of my fridge mm. and I, I literally couldn't afford to buy another one. And so when I was in that, like, fear and scarcity mode, like I was able to just sit with and zoom out of, like, what is this illuminating? Because everything is information. And I had to go through that high, high and that low, low to realize that I was still giving away my power and I wasn't fully connected to my infinite nature. Because when you're connected to your infinite abundance, because you are the universe, you're connected to all that is, there is no, you don't need to be with, you just are worthy. You Existing is, is worthy. I was like, ah, I'm still giving my power away. And so when I was stripped bare of, of everything I thought I still needed and desired to feel this sense of achievement, I was forced to let go. I literally had no other option but to surrender. And I took myself off to Ubud. I was in Bali at the time. And I just sat with myself, had some little mushrooms. And I was like, soul, I'm just so ready to do things differently. I'm done with the burnout. I'm done with the lone wolf. Like, I'm so sick of like not having like wealth, like I earned a lot of money and I was like this, this accum I had this mindset of accumulation. Like I just want to have this million because then I'll be able to, you know, how it goes. And I was like, there must be something I'm missing to show me whatever you, whatever you bring to me, I'll just be in full devotion to. And then my spirit baby came for the very first time. I felt this deep, deep desire to be a mother. Wow. I'd never allowed that in before because my ego was fully in the driving seat. And when my ego had this death, that was when I realized that the secret to more isn't doing more. It's actually allowing what is not allow aligned to die and just being this receptor, receiving. In order to receive, we have to allow the ego to die because otherwise it's just going to keep controlling us so my spirit baby came and he was like yeah you want to be a mother I'm ready but you've got to do things differently and what I realized was my body had been left out of the conversation for far too long mm -hmm. I hadn't been listening to my body I was just in the driving like my head my mind was just like go 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 and that's why I was completely exhausted and he said it's time to take care of your body it's time to be surrounded by people who get you to be in community. Like you, you don't have to do it all on your own. And it's not just about the money. Let's create real wealth. Let's, let's create this beautiful life from overflow, from fully being in your body and taking care of your nervous system. So that's when I, I had this beautiful device called Healy come into my life, which is just the most amazing self-awareness tool. And it really supported my nervous system to be able to rest and repair itself. And so I went from being in this scarcity fight and flight mode to being plugged into this community, this beautiful freedom frequency community, which was full of heart-centered, devoted men and women who were all committed to doing it differently. And I knew that I was a match to this because I was ready to really receive in a new way. So this whole year, 
since that being brought to me and me fully surrendering and being devoted to it has completely rewired the way that I get to receive. Like hustling is, is like, it just, it just isn't in my field anymore, but it's taken time. And this is what I want people to understand is it takes time time and devotion because we're rewiring generations and generations of conditioning. So it's not an overnight thing. And what I say to everyone is get in community, get in community, get in community. You know, when we are around other people, we feel we can exhale and we don't have to do it on our own. And when there's systems and structures to hold us in the spaciousness, right? Because a lot of people go from I'm going to hustle, I'm going to do, I'm going to like go, 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 go. And then they go, fuck the system. I'm just going to flow. I'm going to do what I want. And the feminine is wild. She's sexy. She's slow. She's all the things. And she needs a little bit of support. She needs to be provided for by masculine structures in order to feel safe to fully flow. So I feel with simple systems and structures and, and like a pathway to really support my feminine to relax and surrender has been the key components of me really healing from hustle. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say I'm fully healed, but I'm like 80% better than what I was. And it feels really good to, to be here. Yeah. And I think like what you said, like this ability to get to know ourselves, it's like never that we're 100% healed. It's that we're constantly in relationship with who we are and aware of what we're doing. And when old patterns come in, if we're in the hustle, we don't have the ability to feel and to notice what's happened until we get to the other side. But if we do allow space to like pause and be and connect, we're connected to the channel, which is what you were saying about going in and taking the mushrooms and asking from source that doesn't come through when you're hustling and when you're doing it's like the spaciousness of like being in the shower and just being in the shower going out into the jungle going for a surf going for a walk without your phone like these moments of space and time to just be without there being like uh an end result or something to check off the do list it happens a lot when people have a morning routine or a daily devotion to prayer or practice it becomes something that you do and when it becomes something that you do you miss the channel that's coming through and downloading to you and i love this idea that you know, your, your son came through you telling you like, now is the time because in hustle mode, how are you going to be with a baby and be present with a baby and be aware of what you're teaching this child? If you're go, 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 do, do, do. And so it's like connecting to the body and what the body is telling you. And I often speak of like the signs of our body speaking to us are so subtle that we know when we have to go to the bathroom, we know when we're hungry, we know when we're tired, but there's such small micro signs from the body and that we're being guided and directed by our soul and our higher power all of the time. We just can't hear and listen and feel and see and trust the intuition if we're doing all the time. And so it's like how to receive. I know that when I moved to Costa Rica to be on the beach and read a book, I felt guilty. Like, (laughs) shouldn't I be working? Shouldn't I be doing something? And like that, like trading time for money. It's like, well, if I'm not working and making money, then like I'm not doing anything worth value of all. But like you and I both know and many people listening, there's so much value in not doing because a baby can't be born without the feminine feminine and the masculine. And there is a lot of like (laughs) 
uh, fluff on the internet, like just let your clients come to you. And it's like, no, you have to sell and you have to follow up and you have to create relationships. And like, there isn't just feminine energy and people aren't just, gonna, yeah, clients fall from the sky, but because of what you do, because of the masculine structures that you have in place. And so I think there is like, the healing of both coming together and like we swing from one side of the pendulum to the other and like we need a merging of the two in the same way a baby is conceived it's like the feminine and the masculine must merge into the one to actually have a baby and to think about like scientifically what has to happen for a baby to be born and the chances of that baby being born like how can we not believe in magic how can we not believe in surrender how can we not believe in the ability to receive and I say that all the while sometimes like having to come back into faith into trust but I think once I had a baby I really realized how much surrender has to happen when giving birth you know it's like you can't push that baby out like yeah they tell you to push the baby out but the baby doesn't come out until the baby's ready to come out and that's why women tear and that's why there's all the trauma and we won't even go into like birth and birth trauma and like how you should birth and that's that story but I think that looking at the way in which humans are born and the way in which humans leave this world and how hard and heavy that is like and how beautiful and brilliant and magical it is when the child comes in it's duality and I think feminine and masculine show us the duality and the dance and when we are healing from the hustle culture it's really being so clear on what we're doing and why we're doing it the intention the sankopa behind it and then giving ourselves that empowerment and that ability to refine and to know that like yeah, you said 80% healed. And I know for me when I'm like, I thought I healed that. I'm like, oh, this is just another layer deeper because now there's a new level of consciousness that I'm like, oh, here it came again. There you are again. I see you. And rather than judge that old version of you, it's like, okay, I'm here. I hug you. I hold you. Like, I'm so glad that you're here to teach me, to teach me again, that there's more that I have here to share. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. And um, yeah, it was interesting because I, I've always had freedom as one of my core values. Mm. And I wondered why I wasn't really building wealth. And I realized that freedom and wealth are two completely different things. You mm. know, you could be free and have no money. Yeah. You can have money and and not feel free. So this concept of like wealth and wealth consciousness was really in my field last year. And I was like, wow, okay, let me really understand wealth and what it is and how to really build it. And just this connection with my body and like how it's it's how I actually built my business is 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 how I feel wealthy. You know, it's not about just the money, it's about the how. So when I started to take this new path and learn to receive in this new way, I started to understand stands that wealth is about nervous system regulation it's about relationships it's about health and nutrition and really having financial sovereignty and understanding where to invest and how to invest and that's been like a really big learning curve for me this past year is like raising my wealth consciousness which really is just waking up the parts of you that are wealthy because we are just 
we're inherently wealthy, but we think we have to work and hustle to get the money. And whenever we think we have to go get it is when we need to actually meditate and pull it towards us. So like if anyone's listening to this, you're thinking, right, okay, well, where do I even begin? It's like really look at the beliefs that are keeping you stuck in that story and and just remove them. You know, releasing old outdated paradigms of like, I have to work hard to make money and oh my God, I have to compromise myself. I can't, I, I, I have to choose between this and this. And that's where I was. I had to choose between my health or making money. And I had to choose my health. And I vowed to never, ever, ever make, have to make that compromise again. And I just realized how much of my life has been controlled by the more, 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 more. And how now it's all about the less, how little can I do to receive the most and yeah it's it's been a really beautiful journey and you know our only job our only job is to really connect with ourselves and our soul and and really become aware of who we are on a dna energetic level especially in this time where aquarius is uh, pluto is in aquarius and i'm so sorry can you hear that noise in the background Give me one sec. I can't hear you. Okay, I'm back. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay, great. Sorry about that. Something just went noisy and was distracting. So especially with Pluto going into Aquarius, like it's a really powerful time to really get to know you. And I had an old client reach out to me and she was like, I'm going to be good on holiday in the next few weeks. Like what book should I read? Any recommendations? Get to know yourself. Have human design reading, numerology, like understand your birth chart, like anything you can do to understand yourself because you being in full connection with your sovereignty and your soul is the trajectory for the next 20 years. Mm. That is how important this stuff is. And it's this feeling of community and unification through individuality. So I feel like my whole, my whole vibe the past years has just been about really finding my voice and you know I can be elegant and sexy and sassy but I also love the zero fucks vibe and just being edgy and authentic and sexy and sassy and it's taken me a while to really break out of the conditioning of really be myself but ultimately it's the it's the only truth is the only option truth is the highest frequency And when you are living a life of pure truth, that's when things get pulled towards you. Um, And yeah, it's just one of the most valuable things you can ever do in this lifetime is really get to understand who you are. Mm. Yeah, I love what you said about wealth and um, freedom being your highest value because I always say like freedom has always to me been success, freedom to go where I want, when I want, with who I want. And that means having wealth and, and how it's like, if you're not wealthy, but like 
health is wealth. And so if you don't have health, you don't have wealth, no matter how much money you have. You know, my dad died with millions of dollars. What did that wealth mean? It Like absolutely nothing. And then my stepmother stole this money from us and she's miserable. And so I'm like, she has lots of money and she's unhappy. And so I think just like what you're teaching on like getting to know yourself, it's so powerful. It's so potent. And yeah, human design, astrology, numerology, it, when you understand who you are, the way you operate, why you are certain, it's this sweet understanding and this dance where no longer you're fighting against yourself. You're like, oh, that's why I've always been that way. It's just like this deep confirmation and it's also deep permission. And that is massive wealth. And so I love everything that you shared today on like how you really need wealth in all aspects of your life, especially the one of getting to know yourself. Because I think that is richness. That is richness. Yeah. And so for those that are listening right now, they want to connect with you. They want to find you. They want to stay inspired by your work. Where would you send them? Oh, I love Instagram. Kim Mallet underscore. Come and hang out. We have lots of fun over there. <laughs> She is such a vibe. Her energy is so incredible. So if you're not already following her, go now. That will be listed in the show notes below. And thank you for being here at the beginning of 2024. And may this be your wealthiest year yet. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much, Amber. Appreciate you. Bye, everyone.